This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So, beware. This is Fearscape. This is the Clawed Beast of the Ohio with Brad episode. And uh, y'all ready to go? Yep. It's easy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another frightening edition of Fearscape here on 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the Destination Nation Network. Woo, man, I am Stefan, your host for the evening, joined as always by my, uh, I'm going to go with luxurious. I was going to uh, say illustrious. Illustrious, yeah, sim- similar but different uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Josh Rutledge, how you doing today? Hey, everybody, doing great. And uh, as we promised last week, that's right, we've got coming back to be our guest for the evening and give us a little bit about what the heck has been going on with him, Mr. Brad, Bradzilla McQuarrie is back in the building. What up, B? Oh, hey, fellas. Great great being back in the seats. The El Cito, as I like to call it that's, nowadays. That's Spanish, I think, for seat. El Cito. Yeah, for, yep. for seat, Despacito. I think. Yep. I don't want to get you guys flagged for copyright. Yep. No, that's okay. Uh, but we are covering today the Clawed Beast of the Ohio, uh, so we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, but we are so glad you're here, Brad. Uh, but first, let's get into uh, just a little bit of spooky news. See the tune for spooky news. I enjoy. We'll see. Yeah, because it's burp, 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 burp. It gets me excited for news. Yeah, it is news. It's your typical bulletin headline. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets me bulletin. I want, I, if I if I had like music skills, I would totally add like I don't know like creepy noises and and different um, things like and make it like. An old like rat like out of tune piano to do the exact same. Yeah, see, I'm totally thing. bulletined and headlined right now. I'm you ready. are. Well, let's get into the uh, spooky news that Daddy has right here. So this comes from NBC News. Reliable, reliable. Hmm. Uh, it comes from I. I don't know what this is. It's called mock. It's like a special section. I don't know if it's like science based or what. 
Sounds like they're mocking people. Maybe, <laughs> but it's M-A-C-H. That's okay. why I say that. Like, oh, um, okay. But the headline okay. reads, Space Aliens Are Breeding With Humans. University Instructor Says. Scientists Say Otherwise. <laughs> uh, so it says there's an outlandish claim that has a secret breeding program creating alien-human hybrids who can survive climate change, which uh, sounds very ancient aliens. Um, yeah, very like, much so. For sure. Uh, But this says maybe you've never seen any space aliens, but recent polls indicate that up to 6% of Americans claim to have been abducted by them. The experience doesn't sound pleasant. The extraterrestrials are often said to take their captives to their saucers, lay them out on a table, and extract sperm from men and impregnate the women. Hmm. Uh, And if you're familiar with UFO lore, you know that there are a couple of common explanations for these breeding experiences, or experiments, excuse me. One is that the aliens are in a real reproductive bind on their home world they can no longer successfully procreate and so have come to earth to use humans as incubators to spawn alien offspring yum uh the other one is that aliens are producing hybrid beings that will somehow help them take over the planet and i would add in the ancient alien theory that we are created as slaves yep i would add that. <clears throat> so the, the whole theory about the um uh alien species unable to reproduce anymore isn't that kind of the whole thing behind like kryptonians you shut up. Um, we do not talk down about Superman in any way, shape, or form, but yes, you are correct. You mean the man who only has powers because the sun's a different color? Well, and when, so, you think, when you think about it that way, the It was the really sun nice that Brad came by for just a moment. <laughs> the sun is white when you're in space, so really is it a different color? Mm, weird. What color, would a re- what color would a red sun be in outer space? Probably. Like off-white? Yeah, it would just be white. <laughs> Mother of pearl? It's blue. Taupe? It's interesting that you mentioned this whole uh, alien breeding thing because the experiences in the 60s were believed. I thought to be you were going to say your own experiences, but I no. got impregnated. It was no, crazy. I ain't, I ain't letting the aliens near that hole. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he had to carry the baby? I can't think Junior? Of yeah. Junior? That was a good movie. What an aliens, though, was Danny DeVito. But yeah, in, um, the, in the 60s and 70s, that was the uh, main. that was the main thought behind why like Barney Hill and stuff like that is they were being used for reproduction. Right. Maybe we're at a point now where the alien species needs to repopulate, so it's time to herd the cattle, so to speak. Maybe, maybe. Oh. Uh, well, continuing on, uh, scientists, of course, are dubious of such claims. After all, there's never been any good evidence that abductions are even taking place. Uh, apparently, no one ever seems to bring a cell phone to take photos or pocket an artifact from these saucers. Um, or if you're smart, you would take those away. I know I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an instructor at the University of Oxford in England believes the abductions are real. Young Hei Chi, who teaches Korean at the university, also claims to know what the aliens have in mind in lectures given at the university he says that they are creating alien human hybrids as a hedge against climate change interesting so to support his unorthodox theory chi notes that for several decades the number of reported alien abductions has risen he bases this statement on the work of david jacobs a retired temple university historian who has published several books of ufoology and who runs the international center for abduction research had not heard of that gonna add that to the list uh jacobs has interviewed more than 1,000 people who claim to have been abducted using hypnotic regression that apparently allows them to recall 
recall their unearthly encounter with aliens. Chi takes the claims at face value and links the growing number of abductees cataloged by Jacobs to the increase in atmospheric greenhouse gases. And he doesn't imply a cause and effect. The abduction, or excuse me, the abduction experiment is not responsible for global warming. Rather, it's a reaction to it. Hmm. That they are producing hybrids that can better withstand the rigors of a hotter planet. So a couple things come to mind. Uh, the movie Arrival with Charlie Sheen. That's like an alien race trying to basically cause global warming. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that all, that movie was in the 90s, I think 96 or 95. Um, <clears throat> so obviously global warming was still a topic then, like right. it is you know now, 30 years later. Um, and then secondly, the um, um, thought around the human-alien hybrids. Um, what if they are just... <clears throat> trying to superimpose themselves on us to take over. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Who knows? Who knows? Well, somebody knows. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody knows. The but shadow, I, mean, I think, probably knows. The, the shadow. Well, I mean, we've talked about that before, the the theory of gods being, you know, uh, you know, and then even that missing link, maybe the missing right. link is the extraterrestrial, right? right. That, and they chose Homo sapien over Neanderthal, right. correct? So who knows? Who knows? But that's what I had for spooky news this week. So be spooked. Go ahead and check your 23andMe and see if you're an alien hybrid and right. let us know. And uh, don't forget to wear your tinfoil hats. Yeah, tinfoil hats. Uh, yeah, mine did not come back as alien. It came back as uh, Swedish. That was really weird because I most I thought I was mostly German <laughs> and I'm mostly English and Swedish. So yeah. awkward. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, that's spooky news. And so, uh, man, I got some creepy catch up. Brad's here. He's gonna be creeping and crutching. And you got anything this Cre- week? Creeping have, and crutching. I have a small, small creepy catch up. That's what she said. And uh, so, yeah, let's move straight into creepy catch up with my favorite song of all time. Creepy catch up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy. So here's the issue with your song. Uh, yeah, okay. no issue. Here's the There's issue. no issue. You can suck it, Brad. The, the, way, the way the song is built and you're going in, it's like you're at a uh, you're drunk at a bar and you walk into the bathroom and there's a guy at the urinal next to you and you walk up to the urinal, you know, and you get there, you know, member in hand and you look over at the guy and you're like, hey, it's creepy, y'all. It's no, it's creepy. It's like you're trying to convince yeah, him it's man. creepy without it being. It Have you seen so, the bar that you're in? Well, number one, yeah, it's Bud's Tavern. Why are you talking to other people in the urinal? <laughs> because I you're am that no guy. You're that guy. You're that guy. I left. I left here as an introvert. It, I came back as an extrovert. It doesn't matter. Hey, you, buddy. You I don't share talk stalls to now. In urinals, so. I and share you're stalls. You're telling them that. Spread they're... your legs. I'll pee between. <laughs> well, let's make it the air. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of rewriting the song to. Bradley ketchup, Bradley ketchup, Bradley ketchup. Y'all, it's Bradley. But I like a little bit of ranch with my ketchup, so I just add the ranch. Ooh, that's, that you're that guy. That's my sister, dude. She does that. Uh, don't hate. It's like the special sauce or something. I don't yeah. Like uh, let's well, let's get into some mystic, oh, mystic mustard, some yeah. creepy ketchup. Myopic mayonnaise. <laughs> we'll let you go first, and she said yours was tiny. Mine's mine's a small one, but still crazy. It happened today, actually. So uh, the other night. Probably like uh, three, four nights ago, I was laying on the couch real late at night watching TV. Lights were all off and everything. What were you watching? Um, I honestly don't remember. Lies. This is all lies. He has yep. a photographic mm-hmm. memory. He's That's a liar. That's what happened. He was watching <laughs> Ghost Adventures. It was actually Iron Man 3. But anyways. Um, <clears throat> so um, laying there like 11 o'clock at night. And out of the corner of my eye, and I, and I even kind of glanced over at it, I saw 
um, what I what I at the time thought was my cat walking uh, from the hallway into the living room. But when I got up to go to go to bed, my cat was laying on the couch next to me. From the hallways to the wall. <laughs> so yeah, so there's not my cat walking from the hallway to the. Uh, I mean, the- so uh, let's say let's say there's a good sprint that could happen. <laughs> About how long would it take to get there? From the moment you saw your cat to the moment you looked and saw your cat next to you. Oh, it was like seconds. So there's no way the cat could make a solid sprint there. No, and then like get comfortable laying next to okay. me. Okay. That's, no, that's not, what, that's not all, possible. That's all I needed. That's no. all I needed. Mathematically impossible. Right. Mathematically <laughs> impossible. Uh, so my creepy catch-up was uh, today I was taking a dump at work, um, which I'm prone to do because they've got a longer toilet than I do. And, captain's uh, log. Yep, captain's log. Anyways, like- I'm sitting in there, and uh, the the last person saw that the toilet paper roll was probably about to be done. It's a small company, so this one's not industrial by any means. It's literally just your standard roll. And, uh, well, they put, there's like two, and they were still left in the plastic bag, and they said it. we have like a little dresser in there that we keep uh, paper towels uh, toilet paper, cleaning stuff. Bathroom essentials? Essentials, yeah. Okay. So there's like two dressers. And so it's sitting on top of that dresser. And it's pushed a good way back. I mean, it's not all the way back against the wall by any means. But it's sitting there and it's pretty solid. And I'm solidly pooping. And all of a sudden, that thing falls off of there. Okay? Like, hits the ground. And I scream, of course, yeah. as I'm prone to do, <laughs> right? while I'm taking a dump. So everybody thinks that I've slit my butthole wide open. Um, so this is not making it to air. N- no, it's making it to air. Um, I didn't say any bad words. I'm just being honest. So it, it just went, and it just, I mean, it hit, and there was no way. I mean, it would have had to have been pulled. There was, none of it was even. What's hanging. on the other side of the room? What's on the other side of the door? Like, there's just a door on the other side. Yeah. Of okay. So it's, uh, I mean, it's your standard, like, the bathroom here at WCHQ. It's all kind of a long right. bathroom. Yeah. I mean. But, I mean, so what's on the other side of wherever the toilet paper was sitting? Oh, me. Okay. And then, so if you come th- if you come uh, width-wise, it's me. If you go long-wise, it's the door. Okay. So, and it's a good way. I mean, there's the nothing door. like, you know, somebody's not knocking boots in the copier room and they knocked it off. No. Uh, oh, so on the other side yeah. of the wall, it's just a hallway. Okay. So, and actually there's a big stack of boxes there that we've got because we got some stuff in. So mm. you wouldn't even be able to like knock on the wall. So, but I mean, you would have to knock hard. Like I said, this was dead center of the top yeah. of the, it, it had to have been pushed off. Yeah. Like I, I went over it in my brain like a hundred times. Like, and I couldn't... Maybe whoever was in there was trying to get to the matches. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But it creeped me out. I mean, we... The building we live in was is a very, very old building in Portland. Mm. And it used to be a school. It used to be a church. It used to be all kinds of different things. So, I mean, this thing's probably 100 years old. Mm. I mean, anything's possible in there. And I've definitely had some instances. I, I think you remember, Brad, the time where I got touched on my shoulder and nobody was there. I looked over to the right. Oh, yeah. You know, different things like that happens a lot at my work. And so, I don't know. Anyway, and, and we've talked about it a little bit before. You know, I've had some stuff that happened at uh, my building, which is not that old. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder what was there before it was my right, building, right? Right, So what was, the, what was on the the right, space? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'll save that because I was watching the Haunted Boy documentary and they talk about uh, this thing happening on the fifth floor while this building had been demolished and that 
stuff still happens on the fifth floor. Nice. Like, even though there's nothing there. They still hear footsteps. Yeah, and, and that and if you like were that. able to, like, climb up and get up in there, it's mm-hmm. crazy to think it still exists in the open air space, like, yeah. which I think is really interesting. All right, Brad, I know you got a lot of creepy ketchup, and I want to hear it because we haven't heard from you in a while, and I, I, I have purposefully asked you not to tell me oh, some yeah. things because I wanted to hear it when we were able to get you to come on here. So... What the heck has happened to you recently, creepy-wise? So the week after I had told you that I was leaving Fearscape and then I made the announcement, I had my first night hag after a while. Oh, cool. Where I was like, me and my wife had uh, switched around our bedroom mm-hmm. and kind of just pretty much moved, flipped the uh, dresser and the bed, just flipped that around. Or feng shui. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it brought around a bit of a negative energy because before that, it was always a little bit haunted feeling. Right. But this one, like... Put it up to 30. Wow. So that was the first night where I was like laying in bed on my side and it was on my side, which throws out some of those theories. Yeah. It's always on your back. back, Yeah. But I heard, uh, I open my eyes and there's like this little gremlin thing running towards me. (laughs) So I like freak out, like wake up real quick. And the wife's like, what happened? I'm like, don't worry about it. (laughs) So this one was very vivid. This happened about two weeks ago. I got up about three in the morning to go to the bathroom and and I, when you get out of the bed, the bed makes like a small creaking sound because the mm-hmm. box spring is not that great. So I get out of the bed. The bed's making a creaking sound. I go pee. And as I'm peeing, I hear the bed make a bunch of creaking sounds. And I'm like, okay, Caitlin must be getting up next to come pee or whatever. Right. So I like turn on the hallway light because I think she's about to walk through there. She's still sound asleep in the bed. And then I see next to her this shadow, full shape of a human, Mm-mm. run from her side. I hear the footsteps Mm-mm. on the ground. That, mm go across and then it like darts towards my window and it's gone wow so i'm I'm just kind of sitting there looking around cats staring off towards the window i'm like all right she saw it great <laughs> char charizard doesn't care he's out and then, he's uh, charizard <laughs> and then i'm like i'm like standing there caitlin wakes up and she's like are you okay i'm like yeah are you okay she's like yeah i just had a weird dream and i'm like mm, okay and, like, the next morning I told her what happened, and she's like, yeah, that's really weird. I kept feeling somebody was, like, standing over me or something. <sighs> Creepy. So did you move the bed and stuff back around? No. It, um, all I did was a, uh, the polysanto I got from uh, my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lit that and kind of did that around the bedroom. And then, what was it? Oh, I changed out our dream catcher. I got a new dream catcher. Yeah, uh, and that's helped. That's something I've heard before: is to cleanse your dream catchers every couple of months because if it's catching bad dreams, it's got to be released. So I was always wondering about that if it was like a filter that gets clogged. Yeah, that, mm. that's what I've been told. I've also been told that, you know, standard stuff is like that they're always cursed for white people. Mm-hmm. But, how do you know, I've never. And then also issues. when I got here earlier today, we were sitting in there talking in the uh, yeah. living room. And I just see a shadow man go walking by. And I'm like, yep, I forgot. This building like, was haunted. Hey, Brad, where you been? I missed you. <laughs> Welcome back to the party guy. I'm like, oh, I missed this party. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any more creepy catch up from you? That's all I can remember at the moment. All right, well, let's go ahead and move straight into our topic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, baby, um, you know it. Uh, we're going to move into the topic, but we are going to spend a little bit of time uh, towards the end, Brad, so please remind me, if I don't, to let everybody know what you're up to Oh, yeah, recently. I got projects. Yeah, so we want to make sure to talk about that. Uh, but, <sighs> Yeshua, let's get into this uh, <laughs> clawed beast of the Ohio. This is not my ex, so uh, who is this? <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> Not real sure which one you're talking about, so... Could be any of them. Just be careful. <laughs> Sorry, Lizzie. 
So uh, this is the clawed clawed beast of the Ohio. Not the the, bur- the beast's name is not Claude. It is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His name thought, is Mr. Claude, Claude like, Beast. <laughs> like a German beast. Yeah. Yeah. Claude. It, this is Claude. I, this yeah. is Claude, y'all. This is Jean-Claude. Sorry. Yep. Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, we've got, uh, there's not a lot of detail uh, on the uh, Claude Beast of the Ohio that I was able to, uh, to rustle up. However, there are uh, some similarities with this story and some other stories that happened around the same time. And so I'm gonna we're gonna talk about some of that stuff too. Interesting. So. Okay. So uh, and, you know that is something already we've been kind of uh, chit chatting about is like this time period. Yeah. So you know we one of the things and I you know this came up in our uh, in our spooky news conversation as well, but it, it seems like the number of reported accounts of things happening has significantly dropped off mm-hmm. with the advent of smartphones. And fitness trackers. Yeah. So if a fitness tracker tracks where you are at all times and you're in an alien ship, then you could go back and... Right. You should be able to see, see that. See that. So I, I wonder if as technology has progressed, that's why a lot of these things have kind of fallen off as far as being um, It's either that or we've talked about this before as well, that it's also, it's not big news anymore like it was in the 60s and 70s yeah. because it was still pretty new and it was pretty right. crazy. Now we've had a million yeah. sci-fi it's movies. It's almost like it's cliche now. Everybody, I mean, like we check MUFON and there's 400 new right. sightings every day. So on one hand, it seems like sightings are more prevalent. They're just not mainstream media anymore. Yep. So let me, let me throw out a real quick real, small theory. What if the increase in uh, movies and TV shows around the topic was part of a ploy to desensitize people to the idea? Yeah, the same the same idea goes around with the uh, mm. like with school shootings and mass shootings and stuff. That the reason more violent video games were released to the public and like more violent movies and things of that nature was to desensitize us to the violence. And so I totally agree with that theory that the reason we're seeing more, we're not really seeing more, but we're just less affected by it, right. is we become so desensitized to the idea of aliens that we're just like, yeah, that probably happens. Like with us with ghosts, we see a ghost now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that probably happens. Well, and like I said, it doesn't hit mainstream media. Let's say you come in and you're like, oh my God, I had a Bigfoot sighting, and you go to WHAS, they're going to be like, yeah, we've already had yeah. those. Yeah. It's not, at, who hasn't seen a Sasquatch? Well, you think about, days. you know, back, and, and we'll get on, back on topic here in just a second, <laughs> back in the 50s when you had Project Blue Book and everything yeah. stood mm-hmm. up. Those guys were doing it on a case by case basis and a small community basis, right? Mm-hmm. So then you get, excuse me, you get uh, actors and media companies and all that kind of stuff involved, mm-hmm. and you start at the mass level. Then it, it widens the scope and range of your project mm-hmm. without really admitting that there is a project. Yeah. yeah. And that so, is why we are desensitized to LSD. Right. And there's also, I mean, there's less small town news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so big, big town news is covering more stuff, but still in the same limited amount of space. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. So <clears throat> let's get into um, Mr. Jean-Claude. Mr. Jean-Claude. I do like that. Theory, I do like that. Beast of the Ohio. All right. So uh, here's the way the story goes. Um, it was a hot summer afternoon near Evansville, Indiana. On August 21st, 1955, when Naomi Johnson and her best friend, Louise Lamble, Ooh, alliteration. (laughs) Along with Naomi's children, Daryl, Darwin, and Sandra. These are all fake names. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. I mean, if they give the account I mean, 55, it's, it's Evansville, true. so yeah. Daryl is totally <laughs> a real name. <clears throat> I wonder if he introduced, you know, I am Daryl, this is my brother Darwin, and this is my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we ran out of ideas. This is Sandra. <laughs> so uh, they went to the Ohio River for a cooling swim. Can't nope. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore, man. The Ohio is gross. Algae eat you. Well, yeah. <clears throat> what's really interesting, and, and I, this is something that I wanted to know about, so I, Kristen, my wife, uh, blames me all the time that if I don't know about it, I just look it up and then I know about it. So yeah, she tells me all the time that I know it all. But anyways, <clears throat> so the Ohio River um, at its deepest point is right up here close to Louisville. That's like 115 feet or something like that. But the average depth of the Ohio River is only about 24 feet. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, you saw my pictures when I went down off that yeah. cut, and the water was blue and gorgeous, and I couldn't believe well, it, but it was on the other side of the falls. Well, and also when um, they built dams around the Ohio mm-hmm. to make it deeper in places, yeah, that's why there's pictures of like it frozen over and people walking across it yeah. during droughts mm-hmm. and stuff, because it didn't used to be that, that deep. So at this point in time, I don't know when the dams were built, but at this point in time, it may not have been... You know, as as nasty as it is today. <laughs> no, it's not at all. That's why I said you just can't do that anymore. Um, you know, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they're out there for a swim. Now the children remained on the uh, on the riverbank, um, and Naomi, uh, Naomi, excuse me, a strong swimmer, swam out into the river, and her friend Louise was kind of uh, on an inner tube uh, nearby. Oh, she gone. So if she were to get this, on it now, she's gone. Well, I mean, this this feels like the, <laughs> like the you know the scene from a horror movie, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. This is where Jason comes up out of the water, <laughs> like through the inner tube. You see a knife just shoot through her head. Like, yep. So, um, at some point, while she was just about fifteen yards or so offshore, Louise was pulled underwater, but soon surfaced, gasping for air. She said something was pulling her under just before disappearing again. Mm. After several attempts, she managed to free herself. Once back on the riverbank, her wounds from the attack were obvious. Her leg was scratched from her knee to ankle and was covered with a bluish-colored mud. Hmm. When medical help was summoned, they tried to clean Naomi's leg, but they could not remove the bluish stain on her leg, which reportedly took several days to fade. Hmm, That kind of takes away my thought of, like, a catfish. The same. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, while no one got a good look at what attacked Naomi Johnson, she reported that the creature had a green-scaled body, hairy three-clawed hands. Johnson later claimed that she was visited by the U.S. Air Force officer who warned her not to speak of what she had happened. In fact, she said that what attacked her looked like one of those little green men. Well, I mean, Evansville's not far from Hopkinsville, so... Well, so... A couple things here that uh, I didn't put on the research documentation. Oh, man, I'm but, uh, dumb. I'm sitting here going, wait, this has nothing to do with Ohio. No, it's Ohio River, you dummy. I'm welcome, sorry. Welcome back, <laughs> Brad. I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> when, when we get into Ohio State, yeah, we're in so. the river still. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, um, I'm with y'all now. A couple, couple things that I found. Uh, one of the um, debunk methods or, or theories is that um, the hairiness of mm-hmm. the uh, of the whatever had gra- grabbed a hold was a uh, fishing line. That's what I was mm. thinking, like a clump of fishing line with, with hooks on yeah. it. Do you get seaweed in rivers? Can no. you? Well, Is I mean, there? there's other There's stuff, other though. plants and stuff that grow. Yeah. But, I mean, a lily pad uh, has a piece that runs all the way down and attaches itself to the bottom of the riverbed. Mm-hmm. You just see the part floating on top. But gotcha. there is 
a, a, a plant-like thing that goes all the way down through the water. Mm. If you got tangled up in that, I guess it could feel like that. Yeah, definitely scary to um, scratch you. The other thing is the um, the blue bluish um, mud that was on her leg mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is found in underwater cave systems in Kentucky and Indiana. Mm, okay. So, but it for it to be on her leg, it would have to come from that source, and so something would have had to come out of that underwater cave system, mm-hmm. carrying that mud on it. Well, then Crocodiles. that feeds into the Kelly. Hopkinsville experience. Um, if when we talked about the documentary Hellier, mm-hmm. you know that they are traveling through the cave systems yeah. all through Kentucky. So, so yeah. So I, I and uh, so I do want to call out. I'm going to jump around here a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, Hopkinsville goblins because I know you all did the story yeah. back before I joined. Oh baby! But this also took place in 1955. Interesting. Okay, so the same. And what's, and what's really interesting here is that um, Hopkinsville is close to, I can't remember the lake system that's down there. Uh, is it, we, we looked it up the other day. Rough River? Is it Rough River? And mm-hmm. all yeah. So that that's connect, that area because that's so, Hardin County. So that connects through to the Ohio. Yeah. So there is actually a tributary that comes out of that lake system and goes over to the Ohio. Yeah. So whatever is in the Ohio could have gone and, you know, so on and so forth. <clears throat> I don't know. At what month and and uh, day it took place for this thing in Hopkinsville, but it stands to reason that it could be related. It was in August. I remember because they uh, every year they have a festival to celebrate the anniversary of the Little Green Men that a uh, quote unquote lots of air quotes attached yeah, to their town. Yeah. So just uh, for everybody who may not have listened to that episode mm-hmm. or uh, who may not be familiar with the uh, the story, just a quick overview. You know, it's uh, basically yeah. these these folks were having a party, and uh, these little green um, creatures just uh, tormented them. And uh, <laughs> funny, the article that I found that talked about it said that they uh, they refused to get in front of bullets that multiple bullets that were shot at them. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not getting in front of Char- Charlie. I'm not getting in front of the bullets. Uh, when we more. took a dive into that, they were even said to have some sort of viscous like armor that mm-hmm. deflected the them as yeah, well. Yeah. And um, some of them could float and fly. Yeah, that that was one of the things that I said. Um, the few bullets that found their mark gave off a metallic ring. Yeah, which is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it, yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah, August. It's the same month. How mm-hmm. crazy is that? All right, so now let me jump up to the Loveland Frog. Hold on. Let me say this real quick. I'm reading uh, something here on another website about the Claude Beast, and it says, this is nuts. It's the exact same day. What? August no 21st, 1955, that both of these events took place. Wow. The Kelly Hopkinsville uh, goblins, and as well as this this. So we're on, we're on the to Ohio. Something. Yeah, we're and they're not far from each other. Well, um, it's so, not a far. So let me introduce you to the Loveland Frog that also happened in 1955. I'm sitting here looking at that number. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So <laughs> this is in this is actually in Ohio. So here you go. Now oh, we're thank, in Ohio. Whew, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is the episode I came for. Here we go. <laughs> so um, a 1955 sighting of re- reptilian creatures. Um, Interesting. The possibility of a secret race of lizard men inhabiting Ohio's rivers. You're welcome. Is, was that the, lizard that man. was the lizard man speaking? Yep. I did, didn't realize we were going to have him on the show today. I'm, uh, I'm actually offended because actual lizard men speak like this. 
Hello, I am a lizard man. Well, they're they're people too. I would say that that's exactly what a oh, lizard no. frogman would sound like. Yes. I happened have to you, babysit have you been one introduced when I was to this 12 character? years yeah. old. Oh, I had goodness. one when I was 12 years old. I babysat the frogman. Most man. times we just turn off his microphone and he it said he was away. with the U.S. Navy. We can probably just open the front door at this point. <laughs> All right, so back to it. <clears throat> the um, <laughs> the secret race of lizard men inhabiting Ohio rivers. <clears throat> the uh, story of the Loveland Frog starts maybe the, <clears throat> with the 1955 sighting, which occurred when a traveling businessman, uh, probably selling vacuum cleaners, uh, passing through <laughs> Loveland late at night saw three frog-faced creatures under a bridge. Hmm. One of the frogs was holding a rod that seemed to shoot sparks. This is boomstick. My boomstick. The uh, <clears throat> Loveland Frog... Uh, blipped back on the paranormal radar in 1972 when a police officer reportedly encountered a three to four foot creature on the road. He's shown his headlights to get a better look, and the frog faced, leathery skinned lizard thing stared back. <laughs> before scurrying off, um, they did try to shoot it. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is shooting. Yeah. Um, yet another police officer saw the creature and uh, they attempted to put a kibosh on it by claiming that it was probably just someone's pet lizard. Now, I don't know. A four-foot pet yeah. lizard walking yeah. bilaterally. Okay. I mean, I mean like, even if you have a Gia monster as your pet lizard. I, well, I mean, like a not Komodo just dragon. Yeah. Like that, but they hate water. Like, they're not going to get in there. Well, like and, and, um, and, and I have seen a Komodo dragon will get up on its hind legs, but yeah. only when it's agitated. It's not gonna just walk around on its hind legs so yeah i mean that that um doesn't seem plausible i don't know but it's pretty crazy this happened the same year i mean this is a triple creature feature happening i would love so, to see a map of like where these three incidents happen yeah. and see if there's like a line or a cave system so that might attach these i yes. did look up to where the loveland frog took place mm -hmm. and it's i mean it's on the it's on it's close to the ohio river okay <clears throat> and then so, but it's all downstream. So you go from there, and it goes down to Evansville, mm -hmm. and it's come down into Kentucky. And so it's all just kind of so that's Loveland, Ohio, correct? Correct. Okay, that's what so I'm where about. does where does Hopkinsville? Is it on the river as well? I feel like it's no, it's, 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 it's close. I mean, it's, it's not far. It's it's more uh, centered to the state, but okay. but it is close to that that lake system, like Rough River. And so all something that. could attach to it because when we, I believe, we covered the county next to Kelly. Union? And so we talked about, yeah, Union County. And mm -hmm. so we had talked about that. Um, yeah, whatever that lake system is down there that's next to Hopkinsville. I want to say Rough River. but It, it is It is Rough River because okay. that's the one we, we looked it up. And then, so. but it has a, like I said, it has a tributary that goes off and hits mm -hmm. the Ohio. So, again, something coming downstream on the Ohio could have snaked into that and gotten into the tributary and into the lake system and, Hooked up with his buddies and then go terrorize people. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Grabbed a couple brewskis. Yeah, that's like. what I like to do. <clears throat> B double E double R U N B run. So, <clears throat> yeah, that that's the uh, that's the extent of what I have for the things that happened in 1955. But there have been some other similar type sightings of, of I guess what you would call cryptids um, that fit uh, por portions of it fit the description. Of what the, uh, the the clawed monster, the clawed beast, excuse me, of the Ohio. Right. So similar but different. Similar but different. Um, so let me 
talk real quick about the Dover Demon. So, in 1977, three teenagers reported seeing a bizarre creature. What they first thought to be a dog or a cat turned out to be something much weirder. A hairless, peach-colored creature with a watermelon-shaped head, lidless eyes like orange marbles, and disproportionately long appendages for its four-foot frame. In the days after, several other unrelated witnesses came forward with similar accounts of a creature clinging to rocks. Premier cryptozoologist <coughs> um, Lauren, Lauren Coleman excuse me, was one of the first investigators on the scene, and it is credited with the name of the creature, the Dover Demon. Other observers have pointed out that the similarity between the beast and the Cree tribe leaven of the water-loving Stephen, go for it. Oh, Manigishi. There you go. So, <clears throat> the uh, Manigishi are a race of trickster people in Cree folklore. Not to be confused with Marvel's Cree. Yeah, that's right. We had that discussion. They are described as semi-humanoid. So, what exactly is semi-humanoid? I mean, I know our friend Paul is semi-humanoid, <laughs> um, but... I would say probably by... Bipedular, bipedular, you know the word I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah, so and humanoid has some human looking. features, but so pretty much any classic Star Trek alien. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel, I feel like I every mean, it, like I just got done reading through the Endiverse, and I feel like every there's some kind of humanoid in every type of like alien species. Well, it's basically, I mean, I think probably bipedal, two feet, two arms, two legs, yeah, that type of thing. Hair, no hair, yeah. So it's <clears throat> it may be that. Um, Humanoid is just maybe the shape. So yeah. so semi humanoid would be has the shape of a humanoid but, but then, maybe like a third arm. Yeah. But or some other distinguishing feature that makes them different. Like mm. horns all over their head or Ooh, that sounds cool. So yeah. I think I made a creative wrestling. Like Darth Maul. Darth Maul might legs. be considered sim- semi humanoid, yeah. Yeah, with horns all over his head. So the uh this next word I this was written in the article, although I tried to look up what the uh definition of it is and I couldn't find it in any dictionary so if anybody knows what this actually is supposed to say but being a sex dactylus well dactyl is toes um, and sex is six so, so six, six toes toe. okay makes sense now humans with very thin and lanky arms and legs and big heads minus a nose uh, basically the way it's described hmm interesting so it could uh, well dactyl can also be appendage so you know that could also refer to any appendage. I mean, because the, they mentioned the nose, um, yep, things like that. So, mm-hmm. like, technically, it's six noses. Men are sex dactylus. So is the uh, <laughs> don't even respond. <laughs> is uh, is Vol- believe it what it is. So th- this might be Voldemort, right? Because he doesn't have a nose. That's true. Yeah, or the Men in Black. Yep. So according to one of the Cree uh, schema of the mythology. Uh, there are two humanoid races, one being the familiar human species and the other being the little people, the Manigeshi. So once again, this is there's two ties to things we've talked about before. We've talked about the little people of mm-hmm. Kelly Hopkins bill, bill, the goblins. They're little as well as the Native American little people that we right. like lightly touched on during the Native American creatures episode. Right. And there's actually some other stuff that I found. So when I, when I start looking into these things, um, <clears throat> what I, what I started to realize is, is that 
if there's a sighting like this that happened in, let's say, modern times within the mm. last 100 years and it was documented, likely it has a basis in some other folklore of the area. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> anytime I look at in any type of, of a, a cryptid report like this, I automatically go now and look and see, okay, what, are there any related um, Native American um, mm-hmm. folklore or anything, legends, that mm-hmm. meet the that that fit parts of the description, because then that establishes a basis of comparison as well as historical um, accounts. Well, mm-hmm. and what's sad is because of like the Trail of Tears and things like that, a lot of that lore is lost. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> so, so yeah, so you've got this thing that kind of fits the bill a little bit. I mean, it doesn't have the hairy skin, but again, it that could have legitimately been. Um, the fish and twine that was on the bottom of the of the river or whatever, but misunderstood as being part of the beast that was attacking, right? Mm. So it it could have been there was the beast and fishing twine on the bottom of the river, and she just misunderstood as saying the beast had coarse hair. That, right, mm. yeah, because, I mean, this, this fits very closely. The clawed beast fits very closely to the... Uh, the Hopkinsville goblins, like yep. way too much, uh, as well as the Loveland frog. Like I, it, they're all so similar, and I'm I'm even looking at pictures, and they're very similar to the and Kentucky the, goblins. Their depictions, pictures. yeah, yep. the the bigger ears, you yep. know, like that almost look like a helmet. Almost, um, it's really interesting. So, so now let's talk a little bit about. Um, again, I'm I'm trying to look at uh, uh, creatures or or or, or legends that are along the same kind of uh, geographical scope of what we're looking at here. Yeah. So let's jump a little bit at the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Did this... you wrestle him, Brad? <laughs> yeah, I uh, still have the title. That's what I thought. Yeah, I made uh, him tap out to a, a spinning toe hold. Yep. I, I think it also might have been the um, one of the villains in She-Ra, didn't he? <laughs> yes. That does add. He's the one that had the suction the cups suction on cup the hands. toy. Yeah. 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 He Merman. Just... Merman. Merman. It was He-Man. But he was also on She-Ra. Right. But yeah, that was Merman. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you. <clears throat> so uh, in uh, 1988, a uh, teenager, which I'm sure just discounts everything that <laughs> is going to Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christopher Davis reported a fantastic sight in Lee County, South Carolina. After repairing a flat tire. Wait a minute. A teenager re- repaired a flat tire? In 1988, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Davis heard a loud thump and turned around. Two red eyes caught his gaze, and a creature ran right toward him. Sounds like Mothman to me. Yeah, well, it's close to the same <laughs> area, too, in South Carolina. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, police later found that a found a 14-inch-long three-toed footprint Ooh. at Scape or Swamp, and reports of a giant lizard man stalking the area began to circulate. Though some claim hoax, subsequent sightings have occurred along with reports of livestock mutilation. And until this unfortunate death in 2009, Davis stuck oh, to man. his story. If he was a teen in 88. That yeah, sucks. that's not. He's a young yeah. dude. Mm. But yeah, so he got attacked and. Whew. Well, in, in all, the, all that time, you know, stuck with his story. So so the question is, so when, when reports come out after the first report, it makes you wonder two things. Either A, everybody's just trying to cash in, right? Not not necessarily make money, but just 15 minutes of fame. Or 
they feel more confident to say, right. hey, holy crap, this happened to me. It's somebody broke the ice. Right. But no matter what, skeptics are always going to say cash in. Right. Always. Everybody is always going to be assumed to be out to get something. Yep. So. Yep. And it, and it probably doesn't help that there are some people who write a book or try to sell their rights to make a movie or, you know. So if, so if 15 people have an account that they talk about and one person tries to sell their rights to make a movie, then... And some people, in most people's eyes, that automatically discounts the other 14's opinion or, yeah. or stories. And I'm sorry. I'm like, guess what? If some crazy stuff happened to me, I'm going to try to make some money off of it, too. Because why not? Yeah, absolutely. This is America. All the, Sell them right. All the time, boomers are like, yeah, make that money. Make that money until <laughs> um, they're trying hmm. to make money off of ghosts. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm an axer, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm even thinking that... Uh, that <laughs> I that said, okay, Boomer, my uh, phone just wanted to know what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you need, buddy. <laughs> it is an older device. You're not going to get it from me. you got to go work for it yourself, <laughs> but what do you need? <laughs> so the um, the other uh, generation that makes up Gen X people and Millennials, I can't think what it's called. The Gen Y? You're talking about the... No. Zennial. That's what oh, it's the Zennial. <clears throat> I'm where... just Brad. I'm just, I'm just Brad. I'm, I'm just kind of. I'm just kind of here. I, I, I've, I've been working hard since fifteen. That's that's what I'm doing. I've, I've been working hard since fifteen. It's true. It's I'm true. Forty-eight now. Nothing. All right. So let's. Uh, Josh is like enough of this. Let's, let's get back to my stuff. Draw it back in here. Okay. Water panther. So the the water panther mm. or, or the true tiger. This is also <laughs> a, this interested me. This is also a Native American um, legend folklore. <clears throat> so. The water panther or water lynx uh, is a powerful mythological creature, something like a cross between a cougar and a dragon. Oh, I love dude, it. Dude, Napoleon it, Dynamite it. is freaking out right now. <laughs> I need a tattoo of it. Show me designs. So I'm thinking like... I'm sure there's a velvet painting somewhere of it. thinking like, it. like the back end of a tiger, and then as you get to like the mid-torso section, it starts to transition from fur to scales. It's oh, beautiful. so it's, but it's transitioning it. right but now? But it's like not... Not like a clean cut. It's like, you know, ragged. It, it, I accept it and will love it. And then it transitions into the front end of a dragon. See? See? And the only reason it's so angry is because nobody's giving it the love it deserves. Come here, Water Panther. I'll exactly. give you the love. Exactly. So, it, A.K.A. True Tiger. True Tiger. <laughs> so the Water Panther is a dangerous monster that lives in deep water and causes men and women to drown. Okay, only misunderstood. cat wanting to be dangerous. in water. Get out of here. Come on, That's the dragon part. Oh, okay. Uh. He maybe the, he drags the poor cat part in. <laughs> cat part's flailing. Or maybe just the dragon part's in the water and the cat part has to stay up on the shore. Just up. <laughs> he so, just walks like, around the that, edge of the shore. So, so is, now, that, is that a cat butt? <laughs> yeah, now I imagine it's more like cat dog, the old Nickelodeon yeah. cartoon. Like It meets in the middle, but yeah. it's like two heads. Right. One's a dragon head, one the, is cat, the, the cat. cat so. I know I had a few drinks, man, but I swear there was a dang cat butt floating down the high <laughs> river. That's <laughs> out, man. It was breathing through its hole. <laughs> His butthole? Yeah. So, um... <laughs> The legends of some tribes describe the water panther as the size of a real lynx or a mountain lion, which is a pretty good-sized animal, mm -hmm. while in others the beast is enormous. Water panther has a very long uh, prehen prehensile tail, which is often said to be made of copper. Convenient. Ooh, nice. Uh, details of the Which monster. means that if it's a water creature, it's green by now. Like the tail right. is green by now. Well, actually, probably someone has cut it off and when it's sleeping. And sold it for scrap. That's what I was about to say. I was yep. hoping you were going the scrap route because I had my copper stolen one time. So my, my brother had his stolen yep. uh, one time too. It's a weird thing that happens. Yep. 
So uh, details of the monster vary from community to community, but in many stories, water panthers are described as furry with either horns or deer antlers and a sharp sawtooth back. That's pretty Interesting. cool. Very, very cool. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to say I did look up the distance between everything, that the first three we were talking about. So Loveland is east of Cincinnati. I would call it a suburb okay. of Cincinnati, northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's pretty far away. Uh, Kelly, it's weird because Kelly, Kentucky and Evansville are almost directly like Kelly is 73 miles perfectly south. south. Yeah. Like as the the crow flies. Yeah. If the crow flew, it'd be perfectly straight. It's crazy. Like even the, the highway that it's on is for the most part, pretty straight. Um, so pretty interesting if there's a cave system there. Oh, there's definitely one there. Oh, for sure. sure. I'm wondering also, I wonder if anybody has ever laid out a uh, <clears throat> geographical map of cave system over top of a, of the uh, topographical map of the ley lines. I'm sure you could find I don't it. know about ley lines, but the people in the documentary Hellier absolutely did. They pulled out the geographical cave system map of Kentucky and laid it on top of like points of things that have happened in yeah. Kentucky. Aren't and we pretty much like a hollow donut? Pretty much, yeah. Right. Well... Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of uh, like an ant farm is mm, more yeah. what it's like, but yeah. Well, and, and Kentucky actually sits on one of the largest fault lines uh, in the North American. Yeah, we're going to die. Continent. Yeah, I, thank God it doesn't go off very often. That one yeah. in Missouri tends to more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you that it's, you know, the, the first two are pretty close and those happen the same day. I mean, yeah. It's just... I mean, you could travel a, a, a water system, I mean, anything, right. or... Or go get out of the water and walk. Yeah, you know, who knows? A big herd of uh, angry green Little beasts. men. <laughs> <laughs> Got stuck in some fishing line, yeah. man. <laughs> it's a rough <laughs> Sunday. That was the, that was Mine's uh, very Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. <laughs> it actually sounds Zoyberg. like what a frog. Zoyberg. All right, so last up on the list, um, and this one is actually uh, really neat as well as kind of fitting. So this is the uh, legend of the Kualu Pollock. Yeah, I would say Kualu Pollock. Kualu Pollock. Um, This comes from the Inuit people, which is, you know, northern, you know, up in Alaska and stuff. But stands to reason that if they exist here, they might exist elsewhere. So um, unlike uh, other mythological or mythical mermaids, there is nothing attractive about the Kualapulik. Dang it, I had it right the first time. Kualapulik. 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 It sounds like you're allergic to cauliflower. Michael Palin. Or a fear of cauliflower. Maybe, yep. So they are described as aquatic humanoids with scaly, bumpy skin. It's more like uh, um... Uh, manatees. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really have scaly skin, but yeah, that's the sea cow. <clears throat> they are often de- depicted as having fins coming out of their heads, backs, and torsos. Now, this this description right here, their hands, though webbed, are clawed and made for the hunt. The qualipalak are also rumored to smell like sulfur and wear eider duck clothing. So, this little section here where we talk uh-huh. about the description... This sounds to me a lot like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, a lot of these have, actually. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, some of the websites that I'm looking at um, have a picture of the creature from the Black Lagoon as a reference point. Yeah. 
So well, and I, one of the uh, the original uh, you know kind of theme for the the show, the the Claude Beast of the How. One of the kind of discounts of her story was that the movie, the creature from the Black Lagoon, had just come out, <sighs> and so they say that really she just like encountered a catfish. And because of just seeing that movie, mm-hmm. she called it something else. But that's why I pulled together all these other right. related things. And, and not all of this stuff can be attributed back to the creature from the Black Room. Right. So the um, uh, most hauntingly is that they carry an amutic. Amutics are commonly worn by Inuit women to secure their babies in their backs. Mm. Uh, they carry on the so they can catch small Inuit children. It's interesting that this one wears clothes. And so if it's not an alien, it almost makes me think of Wendigo or Weishuge, like yeah. where they evolved, you know, into that. Right. So so this says that the uh, Inuit parents warn their children frequently about the dreadful Kualupax. Uh One of the warning signs is they are near the shore and hear a humming noise. The humming is a warning that the Kualupax is near. The humming is meant to entice curious children to come closer to the edge of the shore so the Qualupac can steal the child away. However, the threat does not vanish if you're away from the shore. Sometimes the Qualupac will knock under the ice. Oh, no. <laughs> Check, that, please. That would creep me out more than knocking on a wall next to me. Like, <laughs> if I'm like, st- first of all, I'm fat. So if I'm stepping out on my ice, I'm already nervous because of global warming. Um, but secondly, if I hear. Yeah. Nope. I'm gone. <laughs> well, nope. and, and it says, you know, it's to draw them to the weak part of the ice so they can steal them. Um, so what do they do with the stolen children? They uh, they don't eat them. No. Nope. They uh, they put them under a sleeping spell <clears throat> and they feed on the young innocent energy to remain immortal. So they're psychic vampires. So it's like <laughs> Dark Crystal where they're like just... It's, it's my tribe. My tribe is in Alaska. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> something else that I read about these and I didn't include it in my research documentation, but um, they Ooh, like... Research documentation. I love your vocabulary. Thank you. They uh, they like to uh, to basically hide in the in the spaces between rocks and rivers. Space between. <laughs> um, and when you're trying to walk maybe down a riverbed or along these rocks, they'll like reach out and trip you. No, so that you <laughs> that's how you blow yeah. a knee out. <laughs> yep, those are that's, that's my how tribe. You blow a knee that out. is my tribe. We just be like, Hey kid, hey, you wanna you you wanna see a Pokemon? Come here. That just is it's, it's the voice that makes yeah. it like very creepy. That's, nice, thank you. Do you let, do you have a van with no windows? <laughs> um, I like to call it a mobile home. Thank a mobile you. home. Mm-hmm. It's so just it's a just van. a waterbed and a There's disco also ball. A <laughs> <laughs> also have a kitchen and I have a satellite, satellite TV. Satellite TV with my satellite phone. We get three. I've channels. got. He's got the old town satellite, but like there's like a boomerang on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All three channels are Fox News. Oh man! So yeah, so that um, that basically wraps up the the whole uh, clawed beast of the Ohio. Um, some of the also related stories and, and folklore of the clawed beast, and um, so yeah. Next time you decide you might want to swim in the Ohio, number one, never swim in the Ohio. <laughs> yeah, just don't. Yeah, yeah. But um, but there are people who do, and so just be careful. Yeah, be careful out there. Thanks, Josh, for bringing that to us. The clawed beast of the Ohio. Uh, we had uh, the Dover Demon. We had the Lizard the Man. Panther. The Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. The Loveland Frog. The Hopskin- Hopkinsville Goblins. The Water Panther, a.k.a. True, True Tiger, Tiger. And the Kualupelik. 
Uh, check those out online. You can Google that for more information and yep. see what you find. Uh, if you, and if anybody else has any stories from their county, from their city, or from uh, their family, or your own. Maybe you encountered some sort of uh, aquatic creature, or even a, 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 non-aquatic. a non-aquatic creature, some sort of cryptid that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Even if it's two sentences where you're like, hey, I was out back in my house, I was hunting, and I saw something green, and it had an afro, and it ran by. That's fine. Tell yep. me. We want to know. We collect we'll, these stories. We'll research it. We'll see what else we can find. We collect afros. We do collect afros, especially Afro samurais. Um, but yeah, so we we want those stories. Like you know, send those to us. We collect them. We can put them together. We can share them with other people. We can also research and see what's going on around your neck of the woods uh, and try to find some history of what's happened there because we are very interested in things that happen, especially, of course, here in Kentucky and southern Indiana, but as as well as the United States, Canada, and, heck, the rest of the world. Right. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and send those in to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. You can send those stories into us or hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, send us those stories. Whatever way you want to do it, we want them. So, uh, but speaking of listener stories, uh, Josh, you actually brought one in this week uh, from someone you know. Yep, this is for my boss, uh, Kelly. This is actually uh, her mother's story, but she was uh, telling me about it. All right, well, let's take a listen to this week's listener story from, what was her name again? Kelly. Kelly. When I was young, we lived in a furnished apartment in a converted house. The person who lived in the apartment before us had died in the main bedroom. Her son had left all the furniture and rented out the apartment. My mom has a lot of stories that happened over the course of a year, and this is just one of them. My brother was still a baby and was sleeping in his crib in the other room. My mom and dad were sleeping when all of a sudden a voice said, Your son's dying. My mom woke up, as did my dad. My mom asked my dad if he heard, and he said yes. He got up to check on my brother. My brother was choking to death and had already turned blue. My dad quickly acted to clear his throat, and my brother lived. To this day, my mom still remembers when his guardian angel intervened. Nope. Mm -mm. Don't (laughs) want somebody telling me my kid's going to die. Well, I mean, I I don't know how... I mean, I guess I do, yeah. I mean, I guess I do because I want to be able to save it, which is the kind of the benefit to this right. story. But I mean, it's, I guess in that case, then we're talking about an, an intelligent haunt, right? Cause, yeah, because they're actually they witnessed what was going I on. I mean, and, it, it it would be very coincidental if a similar situation happened a hundred years ago and an echo happened to happen at the exact right. same time. But so <clears throat> so something else that's and this is not really necessarily something worth a listener story, but just um, some, she was telling when I asked her if I could read this on the air. She said, oh, yeah, and I've got, you know, one time she was, uh, my mom was going into the uh, other room, and it was raining outside, and she opened a window for it to cool down. Because she farted. <laughs> and uh, True, true. And wet footprints went across the oh, floor. Oh, no! So 
So she got one of them uh, Loveland frogs <laughs> coming and in it, there. And as it went across, it knocked all the pictures on the wall off. Uh, Kelly, if you're listening, that's a Kualupalik, and you want to get out of there right now. If you have any small children, don't Bless let them the get home. near the sack, okay? So so hopefully I'm going to get a lot of these stories from her. Cause that'll be really yeah, cool. man, I love. Uh, we will take multiple stories. I mean, I still have a few stories from my sister that I haven't shared yet that I've been kind of hanging on to. Um, but I want to get to Brad while we still have a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for coming on, man. It's yeah, this been, is fun. It's been great. Uh, but you, you've had, you've got some stuff going on. Yeah. So my wife and I, me and my wife, we uh, we have a YouTube channel now. <laughs> so angry. Yeah, <laughs> Caitlin, I hope you're listening. I feel like I should maybe call someone. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to something the other day, and uh, it was like, for some reason, when you always talk about your wife in a sentence, it sounds aggressive. You like me, me and my wife. It just sounds aggressive for some reason. I prefer my wife and I. But uh, but we have started a YouTube channel called We What? We What? We What? How do you and, spell it? Uh, W-E space W-H-A-T with some question marks, exclamation points. But right now you can't find it that way because we have to hit 100 subscribers before we can create yep. a custom URL. Yeah. So for now, if you want to find our channel, it just search my name, Bradley McQuery, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. And my last name is M-C-Q-U-E-A-R-Y. Uh, we'll also share that on Please the Fearscape page. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. Um, but yeah, so what's that all about? We what? Because that sounds like uh, we are what? What are we? So that's kind of the concept behind the channel is originally we were just going to just keep trying like random snacks from around the world. But then it evolved to, well... I mean, it's still been pretty much strictly food-based so far. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing to get a hold of, and as a starting channel, our well, budget's pretty low. Well, nah, I don't know if that'll make it past the guidelines, but well, we can try. Dude, you said we're all immune to it now. Oh, yeah. I guess we can test that. Next yep. episode on We What, we try LSD with go. cookies. Uh, do you yes. mean, is that limited slip to virtual? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> but, um... I lost my drink. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Um, so we are not limited to that. We're also have a lot of stuff in the pipeline right now. Uh, I have a karate teacher that I used to, uh, help out. Who's going to let us come in and try karate with his okay, school and so stuff trying, like that. It's just trying different, just things. trying different things. Almost like a much, bucket uh, list type show. Yeah. We're, we're going to try it for you and then you can decide if you want to try. It I really liked the most recent episode with your God niece. God daughter. Yeah. I was like, how do you print well, I don't know how Ken's getting sour with Ken's. Yeah. Again, that was fun. pretty funny. The screen cap was the best part. Not to say that the video itself wasn't hilarious, but I was like, I'm watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, what's great about that video is this was Kinsey's idea. She's like, I want to do a video with you guys because she watches all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of stuff do you want to do? She's like, I want to do sour. The more sour, the better. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run to the store and get this stuff. Remember, you asked for this. So I come back with the stuff and like where she's like looking at it. She's like, okay, this seems fun. The second the camera starts rolling, she goes into like a uh, movie diva. Oh, and she's like, ah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm like, girl, this was your idea. <laughs> I don't want to. I prefer spicy over sour. What are you doing? So uh, hopefully the... Hopefully the show does not get flagged because we had an eight-year-old going, I don't want to do this, and then us saying, you have to. Ah, uh, no. So You'll hopefully it'll happen. Uh, and what about you guys becoming Hasselhoff famous uh, and Germans loving you? Yeah. yeah. Apparently we're big in Germany. 
Our biggest video right now is uh, it's uh, about to hit 2,000 views, which is great for a channel that only has 43 subscribers. So, hey, if you're listening out there, go subscribe, because once we hit 100, we'll actually be able to do some cooler stuff. <laughs> I'll oh. get all yeah. my emails registered. Germany <laughs> Germany loves us. It's weird. I would say that's my people, but apparently I'm English and Swedish. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay, stay tuned. We just, uh, we just got another box in, and I think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be getting pretty hot down under. All right. Well, make sure to check out We What. We What. We, look up we Bradley what? McQuery on YouTube.com to find that channel. Or yeah, just baby. click the link that we're going to share next week. Yep. Um, other than that, we got to get out of here uh, because that's our time and that's how it goes. Can I do my catchphrase? Yeah. Oh, my I'm, God. Yes. We're going to have you yes. and wrap it up. Um, but thanks, everybody, for tuning in to 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the DNN, which you can find at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. And, uh, but, yeah, we got to get out of here. We got a really cool episode next week. We'll have another guest. Is that, that's next yep. week, correct? So we got another guest that's going to be really cool. We got an author coming on because we're cool like that. Yep. Um, but pay attention for that. And on that, let's see. It's after Thanksgiving, so I hope you guys didn't get too hurt eating. So, but on that, I got to get out of here. My name is Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This is Josh. The truth is out there. <clears throat> this is Brad. Hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, folks. And we're going to end with a creepy catch-up music. No, no. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy.